Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland and across the globe. You're listening to Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast. The host, Fraser Ramsey. Hey, this is Afia Letham, creator of the Frame Your Day app, helping you walk out every day in victory. I'm proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders. Hi. This is Zakia Ringgold from NaturalSoapByZakia.com, proud sponsors of the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast. Welcome to another edition to Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders with our new platform that we're going to be broadcasting on, which is DoublemanRadio.com, fresh inspiring station 24-7. Uh, it's great to be on a new platform. Uh, the platform is basically I'm one of the partners of Doubleman Radio, and in the day it's uh, to provide a a quality of a quality shows around the world inspire people and to uplift people through what we do. Uh, so I'm going to be on Dublin Radio. Uh, you'll be hearing me on a Friday evening um, from 8:30 UK time, which is 3:30 uh, Eastern time if you're in America. So you'll be able to tune in and listen if you're in tune in to DublinRadio.com and hear Ramsey on the Going My Borders podcast uh, coming to you from live from Scotland, uh, not technically live but pre-recorded anyway. Uh, but you'll get the just. But I'm going to be interviewing people from all over and I'm connecting, bringing people from America to Scotland and bringing their brand, their story, their whatever they've come from in life to my audience and for people who like to listen. And that's what I'm doing. So well, to welcome to my guest, Jacob Lethbridge. Got it right? Got it right. So, I got it right. There we go. <laughs> I have to look at it and read it. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast uh, on doublemintradio.com, but also I use Podbean for the podcast. And uh, great. So welcome to the show. Thank you for accepting my invitation. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a this is such an exciting time. No, it's good. So how's your day been so far? How's your, what have you been up to? Oh my goodness. It's been wonderful. My wife and I, we took, and my daughter, we took a trip up to a conservation area this morning that we've never been to. It was about an hour drive away just to kind of see what it was like, you know, maybe explore a new trail or something. And we ended up finding this beautiful cave structure and I could not believe like how much fun my daughter had there. Like she's like a mountain climber. She's just going up and down the rocks. Like she's only two and a half, but she's going up and down the rocks. Like she's like, we started walking away. She's like, I want to go back to the rocks. I want to go back to the cave. You know, it was just, it was a beautiful morning. Um, I really couldn't have asked for a better morning than I had. You know, it was great. That's brilliant. I'm glad. It's always good to get a nice day and you go out and enjoy the weather and just kind of, I suppose it's yeah. like when we're, we go out, you go out to these areas and when you're younger, you think, when are we going to the, going to these areas you probably didn't like them when you're you're younger as we get older we appreciate them you go this is lovely and trying to teach your kids this is nice <laughs> this is good and they go oh it's horrible it's boring yeah. <laughs> but when you get there yourself you, and you, you get older you appreciate this kind of stuff and you, it's great to just to relax and peaceful mm-hmm. pleasant area the birds are just tweeting away you know the relaxation the nice weather is brilliant it's always a good thing um yeah it's always good to do that but anyway Let's crack on with the show. Um, as I say, we've got Jacob uh, Lethbridge. Uh, let's tell us a bit about where you're from. Tell us, uh, let's tell people uh, about a little about you, where you're born, brought up, kind of thing, background. Before we get into the nitty gritty of stuff, challenge, excuse me, challenges in your life, etc., etc. Et but just uh, tell us your kind of background. Cool. So I'm from Ontario, Canada. I live in a small town called Dundas. Um, it's part of a bigger community called Hamilton, and it's about 40 minutes away from Toronto. So for those of you who are listening, you probably know where Toronto is, but you probably wouldn't know where Dundas is. It's just a small little valley town. Uh, born and raised here, um, kind of gone all over Ontario in terms of where I've lived. Um, I went up north for school. I went, you know, moved out like toward Cambridge area a little bit after school, couldn't really find a job. So I ended up moving back here um, and just absolutely love this town. You know, it's right in the Valley. There's tons of waterfalls. There's lots of peaks. I think people call Hamilton like the waterfall capital of Ontario or something, something like that, but there's tons of waterfalls here. So there's never a shortage of, you know, places to go, people to see things to do, which is, um, Part of the reason why I really love being here, but 
grew up here. Um, pretty much my whole life stayed in this kind of general area, but I do love to travel. So that's a little bit about me before we get into the nitty gritty. Okay, cool. So let's go in. I like to see something. When I'm doing interviews, we get my, my guests, and I like to sort of get, as you say, mix it up. Sometimes you just talk about their education first, obviously, kid, child, their child life, whether they were, if it was good, bad, or indifferent. Um, obviously, the middle part and how it challenges in life, and then as they get into as they start to do what they're doing now. Let's mix up a little bit. Um, let's talk about the middle part of your life first instead of the beginning we'll do the beginning part of your growing up and then what you're doing now going forward and your kind of goals in it, basically so tell us a bit about your middle life obviously like after, after school kind of what your kind of what was life like challenges etc cool so I graduated university when I was I think 22 or 23 years old um, from that point the biggest challenge that I had was finding a job and I thought, you know, I grew up with this kind of mentality that you go to university, you come out and you instantly get a job because you're very, you know, you're very well educated. So you should be able to do any job that kind of comes your way. Uh, the problem was I didn't get a, a solid job that I, you know, could stay in for about maybe two years after coming out. You know, I probably went to over a hundred interviews with people. And I got the same response time over time. You don't have enough experience or, you know, you're not right for this job. And that kind of put me in a really bad slump during that time. You know, at that point, I was, I don't even know how I was getting by financially. Because <laughs> uh, my wife, she didn't get a job for the first maybe four or five months out of university as well. So I'm not sure how we even made it through. But we did. You know, that's something that my wife and I, we always... Um, we always had faith in that everything would always work itself out. So even during those hard times, it was like, well, you know, something better's coming. And I would go through, I would go to interviews, go to interviews, and nothing would really happen from them. So I would start to get kind of sad, kind of depressed, but I always knew in the end, something would be pulling me toward my purpose. And that's kind of like the entirety of like the middle portion of my life after university is just trying to find a job, not getting one and then uh, pushing forward. So I was thinking it's strange with, um, I mean, it's, it happens over here. You can, you spend all this time studying, you get the qualifications you want to get that job. But you, when you come out, as you've just said, you can't get a job for love nor money yeah. because you, you've just said, well, hang on a minute, I've got the qualification. I've been studying to get the job that fits your needs. And to get this job, then you tell me I've not got the experience. So how am I meant to get the experience if you're not going to give me the job? Yeah. So that's, and I've got the education. But then there's the other side of the coin when there's people who haven't got the qualifications, but might have the experience, but sorry, you've got the experience, but you've not got the qualifications. We're not going to give you the job either way. So you can't really win. And it's totally, it's a, bonk, it's a total bonkers system. And how you it's demoralizing because obviously you're studying and you want to get the job and you just can't get it. So how you've got to start? You can't. You just can't win. It's almost like oh, I've wasted all my time just to get. <laughs> you might be. You might as well just come to the job and say, "Listen, I've got. I've got no no qualifications for the job. I've got no practical skills. Can you give me the job." So that it's almost it's weird. You can't really win in this life. It's bizarre. <laughs> well, but, the way I kind um, of found it was that. After I graduated and after a few years later, I realized that universities are essentially, they're just a business, right? Like they try to get as many people as they can through their doors to give them diplomas. Now, I'm not knocking university or college education. I learned a lot about myself and how to communicate through the program that I was in. And, and if you're wondering, the program I was in was communications, and I ended up going through the public relations program. And I learned so much about myself. So it's not like the education itself was bad. It mm -hmm. was that I didn't know how to sell myself in the end. Right. Because in the end, you know, everything we do comes down to us. We have to take 100% responsibility for our results, what we do. And I think at that point, I just didn't know how to sell myself enough to get those jobs. Okay, so... So what, what, when did you actually get your first job? What, what was your first bite? Uh, so my first bite uh, getting a job was actually at a company here in Canada. It was called Sears. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, they're out of business now, but I started in the mattress department and it was, uh, it was incredibly boring to say the least. I, <laughs> I mean, I spent more time like laying down and sitting on the beds and actually making sales with them because nobody, you know, that was kind of the turning point when people were starting to buy more online or going to like a bigger brand store, you know, hardly anyone would come in on my shifts and, you know, I just had time to think, you know, but it was a job, you know, it paid me for being there. And, and that was that. But, uh, I think I only stay at that job for about a month before <laughs> I, before I couldn't even handle it anymore. <laughs> so what was your next job afterwards? So then I, I briefly got a job at a, I think it was biscotti, a biscotti manufacturing plant in which I held that position for a solid three days before getting fired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do? <laughs> what did you do? Did you remember? Uh, so my job was, I was supposed to be training under a sales manager or something. So they sent me out to Toronto to do a, you know, with no training or anything like this is my, it was literally like my second day on the job. They sent me out to Toronto to a trade show to go sell, you know, a bunch of biscotti that that store had just signed on. And I thought I did pretty well. I mean, I sold over half of the the stock that they gave me. And then, you know, I went back, I said, you know, I sold the majority of it. I sold probably about, you know, 60% of it, if not a little bit more. And they're like, well, we're going to have to tell you that you're fired because you didn't sell all of it. And I was just kind of dumbfounded. I said, well, you know, how am I supposed to know how to sell? I don't even really know about this product. But it was, it is what it is. You know, everything kind of leads me in the direction to where I am now. And it's those experiences. But yeah, I lasted, I think that's the quickest job I've ever got (laughs) and then been fired from. (laughs) (laughs) So let's say... Let's go back to a bit of the beginning part, but before that, I'm just going to do a couple of shout outs, which I usually do on my podcast. Sure. Um, I was people that support me and I support them as my friends, Eileen Smith, who EileenSmith.com, who's in uh, Philadelphia, Brent Mann from Brent Mann Music, um, John Drummond from Ideas Go Live, um, these people who are, do websites and do music and do podcasting. People and also Benita Charles from who does singing, singing tips, some things for the show. Um, so we've got a lot of people who support us on the show. I just want to say thanks to them and the listeners. Um, as I say, we're on Doubleman Radio dot com. Also partnered with WJMS, uh, which is in New York. So it's a new sort of new 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 horizons going forward for uh, myself and my partners, and obviously Ramsey on these going beyond borders. But uh, but yeah, but let's. Get back to my guest, uh, my, just talking about to Jacob, who's actually from Ontario, Canada, uh, Canada. not uh, thinking why I'm thinking USA, but I've just USA in the brain at the moment. So it's uh, been an offence to say, how dare you say I'm from the USA. So, uh, so that's <laughs> how to offend your guest in one easy step. Um, but um, but yeah, but anyway, we're going to talk about, we talked briefly, obviously, regarding just when he left school and think university and studying and trying to get a job, which people find very, very difficult at times. But um, let's talk about, we're going to talk about his growing up, obviously, the before we were born, family life, good, bad, and different, uh, etc. cetera. Um, challenges in life, just in the school, going up into school before you went to university. Just to tell us a bit about that. So growing up, I... You know, my family was would probably be classified as um, middle class, maybe a little bit below middle class. So, like, we had money, but we didn't have an abundance of it. You know, like, my dad, he ran his own trucking company. Um, it was a one-man show, but, you know, he's he was an entrepreneur. You know, he did what he had to do. He got up every day, and he, he drove truck. My mom, she stayed at home, uh, raised myself and my sister, And, uh, you know, and then she just kind of got a job once we were old enough um, working as a cashier, which she loved doing, you know, because she could interact with people. But growing up, um, I'm half Swiss. So we did get a chance to travel over to Switzerland quite often. Um, I've been over there probably about six times and traveled to like Italy and England. And, you know, England was only for a day. And um, that was a 
that was quite the experience. But, oh. <laughs> um, but going over, you know, I used to be fluent in Swiss, but not anymore. Unfortunately, it didn't carry over from childhood, which was a little bit too bad because I'd love to be able to Swiss uh, to speak German again. But uh, yeah, childhood growing up, it was it was great. You know, I had friends, you know, we played ball hockey out on the street. Uh, pretty typical, you know, life that you could say. Um, although when I was in school, I was bullied quite often. Um, I had very low self-confidence growing up. Um, okay. People would would judge me because, you know, my parents were both smokers. People would comment that my clothes smelled like smoke. I remember when I went when I went into high school, um, I would walk into gym class and people would literally throw basketballs at me because I don't know why, but they would throw them at me and not let me participate in anything. So that had a big hit to my self-confidence growing up. I was also kind of classified as, you know, the video game nerd. You know, I would go home, I would, you know, my like I like to see it kind of as like an addiction back then. And my drug of choice kind of to say was Diablo 2. And I would spend hours upon hours. I would be on there until like 2, 3 in the morning after school, just playing constantly, just trying to get that next good item. But thankfully, you know, when I was 15, I met my now wife, Stephanie. And, you know, we've been together for, geez, almost 15 years this December. Wow. And... (laughs) It's kind of like school sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And she she really helped me a lot kind of get through that and and build my self-confidence up because, you know, in my eyes, she was seen as like, you know, the pretty uh, popular girl. And I was this like nobody in, in my mind at school, right? You know, I had the, I wore the same, you know, two pairs of pants all week because that's that's all we could afford and you know the same shirt and they were stuff that I've been wearing since grade 8 so they didn't really they didn't really fit me that well and I was a little bit on the heavier side so you know that all kind of contributed to my low self confidence but and that's probably why I ended up going into video games because that's somewhere I could feel important somewhere I could feel powerful and you know I was at the top of the leaderboard you know, okay. so I had that authority to say like, okay, I'm the best right now at this game. Um, but my wife, man, like she, she saved me. Like she, she saw in me what I didn't see in myself. And she, she pushed me to be better, do better. And, you know, she ended up helping me get my first job, like first, well, not first job, but like first kind of job that I stayed at for a while while I was in high school as a as an automotive technician at cool. Canadian Tire, yeah. Oh, brilliant! That's great. It's almost like a little story. It almost sounds like a it's like one of those Hollywood's kind of films a little bit. It does <laughs> sound like that. You've got the the guy who's not got the confidence, but you've got the the popular girl. Yeah. The girl. It's exactly <laughs> like a it's this almost picture of a film. But it's good. It's brilliant. It's but it's real life. It's it does actually yeah. happen. It's not just a a movie on the cinema screen, you know what I mean? It is actually, yeah. <laughs> it does happen to people, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but that's, yeah, it's great. But that's amazing. It's, I mean, it's great to be able to, something like that to happen in real life. And, and now you're, your life's turned around basically from that. So, yeah. um, and how, how long did you stay at the automotive job? Uh, I was there my entire time through high school. So I stay, I was there for about three and a half years Um, Because I got the job when I was in grade 10. And um, it was great. Like I just started by, you know, cleaning the cleaning the bays, you know, someone spilled oil, I'd be there to put the sand on it, take out the garbages, you know, essentially power wash the base so they're clean the next morning. And over time, by taking initiative, they eventually started training me on how to change tires, how to change batteries. And you know, within a few short months, I, I pretty well mastered how to do those things. And I was just taking every opportunity because anytime we would do an oil change or a tire change or something like that, we would get a commission. So I saw that as an opportunity to say, here's my chance to make money. So I volunteered to work. I didn't volunteer. I was kind of told to work every Sunday. And it was just me and one other person for the first little bit. And 
I would just take all the jobs. I'd say, okay, I'm going to take this one. I would have like three bays going at once. You know, I'd have two oil changes going and, a t- and I'd be swapping out tires in the, mid- in the middle because every, we call them units, every unit that you got, you would get an extra five bucks on your paycheck. Brilliant. So I would be going at like rapid pace, right? Like, you know, swapping out four tires would give me, I, I think it was like 1.2 units. And it would take me about half an hour to do because I would do it so fast. And, you know, I would do the oil changes on the side. So, you know, at the same time, I'd be bringing in about 10 bucks, an extra $10 an hour on top of my, you know, whatever it was like 13 bucks an hour that I was getting as a student. That's brilliant. That's great. Uh, And then you left and where did you go from there? So from there, I went right up to university um, and I just kind of, you know, I just kind of focused on getting good grades at that point. You know, I was in grade, in grade 12, I was told by my high school English teacher that I should not bother applying to university because I'm not smart enough. And I had something to prove. <laughs> so I, I went to university. I, you know, I applied to a whole bunch, but I only got accepted to a few, which is why I ended up going to Laurentian University up in Sudbury. And Originally, I went in to be a teacher because I I just have a passion for teaching people, and I wanted to teach kids and build up their self esteem, and you know, teach them that you know you don't have to be the smartest person in the room as long as you know what you're doing. You know, everyone gets to where they're going eventually, and it's up to you. Everyone, I believe, learns differently, and what works for some will not work for others. So I really wanted to get into a program where I could make a difference in the world with people and with kids because, you know, I believe that kids are the future and they're the ones who are going to shape our, our futures. And I want, and I wanted to really get into that zone. So after I left that job, I went to university to become a teacher. Right. And how long did you do teaching for? So I never actually made it to become a teacher. Uh, okay. Funny story. <laughs> um, in my second, no, in my third year of university, I got called the disgrace to the program. James, how did you manage that? You know what? I don't really know to this day. Um, I we got a. I remember we just got assigned to go to a co-op classroom, mm-hmm. and. I guess I sent an email to the principal of the school that they didn't really like. I addressed them as, you know, I started the email off as, hey, how's it going? (laughs) Instead of, you know, like, hello, sir or madam. Like, there was a whole bunch of stuff that apparently I sent wrong in the email. Um, They thought I was telling him how to do his job, apparently, um, when I was just trying to follow the rules that were set out by our professor. But I mean, you know what? I'm not here to discredit like Laurentian. Like Laurentian is a fantastic school. It was a, you know, it was great. It was just that, I believe it was just that professor's prerogative. Um, But that made me switch into communication studies and public relations. I still have the passion to teach others. I just don't do it professionally. No, that's good. That's good. Well, let's go. What we'll do is, is, as I say, I've been speaking to, I'm speaking to Jacob Lethbridge all the way from Ontario, Canada. Um, I reached out to Jacob on a podcast guest site, uh, and, just, and it's good to, there's many of these sites and Facebook groups that you can join if you're looking for guests for your show and vice versa. Um, any day I like to be able to bring people from different parts of the world onto the podcast to bring them to Scotland to be able to show they can share their story and mainly inspire people. And Jacob has that story. I mean, Many people in life and school go through bullying uh, for whatever reason and they obviously, I mean, it can have consequences in people's lives for kids even taking their taking their own life uh, and, and things like that. So but obviously there's people who can turn it around and even just by meeting somebody, uh, a new friend or whatever, can turn their life around. And obviously in Jacob's case, it was his now wife. Um, and it's that's an encouraging story that there's, there is ways around you don't, if you are being bullied, reach out to somebody or try and find a way. There will be an exit in your life, so it can turn your life around. Don't, um, but don't give up. But yes, as much as it is not easy and it's hard, it will take. There is always an an exit of taking that exit door to lead you to a new level and changing your path, uh, kind of thing. So, 
as I say, for somebody listening to this, and maybe you have been in a situation like that, and maybe you're still struggling in some way and you haven't let it go, maybe you can reach out to Jacob and he can have a conversation with you. You never know to encourage you in some way um, down the line uh, and maybe be able to help you by sharing his own experience. Uh, but we're going to talk about the sort of a little bit about the now because he is an upcoming author. He's an author. Uh, he likes to help people, he wants to inspire people, turning the negative to the positive. And that's what I like to do with Ramsey and these Going Beyond Waters, turning or taking a negative story, something that's not so good, but realizing the positive outcome and how it can help people going forward. And that's the whole point of my show. And it's not about me, it's about my guest. My guest is the main person, and that's what it's about. That's why I don't do too much talking. And I am talking now, but I'm going to shut up. So I'm back to Jacob for the now. And just after he's obviously finishing it, he getting it the forward part now that he now went to doing his passion basically. So what's happened. So I want to just take you guys back to 2016 for a minute. And this kind of was the game changer in my life. Um, so after, you know, jobless for, you know, for however long and kind of hop in jobs, you know, left, right and center, I eventually did get a, a very good job that I enjoyed. Um, it was being a photographer with a company, that actually went into schools and did, you know, you know how parents, you get those, you know, school shots of your kids, you know, you can buy them. It's like, you know, the graduation photos and all that kind of stuff. So I was doing that kind of stuff and I loved it. You know, it was get up early and, you know, and earlier in the day, you know, I'd be done my day by about three o'clock every day. But then in 2016, my whole kind of world changed. Um, my wife and I, we found out that we were pregnant uh, or she was pregnant with uh, with our son, which was fantastic. And, you know, we had just gotten married. We had our honeymoon in Aruba. And we were then hit with some really bad news. Um, in February, our son actually passed away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was, you know, is that moment where you kind of have that like epiphany, Right. And I remember like the social worker came in and I remember getting really, you know, kind of pissed off in that moment because the social worker was telling me how I was supposed to be feeling in that, in that moment. But, you know, she didn't know who I was and she didn't realize that I've been studying, you know, self-improvement, personal development for probably about four years at this point. And I had a choice in that moment to say, I can either turn this into something good or I can wallow in my own self-pity. And I chose to focus on the good in that moment. You know, what I did was I asked myself empowering questions. You know, so many people, when something bad happens to them, they immediately focus on the disempowering questions. Questions like, why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? Or maybe they even go a little bit higher and go up to God or whoever they believe in and say, you know, why is this hap- Why did God let this happen to me? Okay. You know, but those types of questions, I'm sure, you know, if you're someone listening to this, I'm sure you've, a- you've asked yourself yeah. those types of questions before when something bad happens. But I turned it around and, you know, thank God for Michael Bernard Beckwith Um He's the one who taught me these empowering questions. And he said, when something bad happens, you have to ask yourself empowering questions. Questions like, what good is here that I cannot see? What can I give and what can I celebrate? And those were the questions, you know, after being told that, you know, and after watching all this happen as my son passed away, you know, after, you know, probably hours on hours in the hospital. And I just remember sitting there thinking, you know, what good is here that I can't see and trying to find that good in the bad. And that's what really helped me through it. And it helped my wife, you know, in that moment I could just focus on, you know, the good, you know, I got to see him, you know, I got to, you know, know what it was like to, you know, see the ultrasound pictures. And my wife and I always laugh because we have one ultrasound picture where it almost looks like he's giving like a thumbs up in the womb, right? Like it just, the way that his hand is, it kind of just looks like a thumbs up, like he's saying he's okay. But, you know, we just focused on that, you know, like we got to experience things like 
I always like to say, you know, because my wife was pregnant when we got married, that, you know, he was the best man at my wedding, you know, because he was standing right there. So, you know, we just kind of look for, you know, when things are going bad, you just have to look for that good, you know, that silver lining, and it'll help your brain kind of look out for that stuff instead of wallowing in your own. So if you don't mind me asking, what was the cause of the, the death? So it was something that um, the doctor said was incredibly rare that only like one or 2% of the population gets. Um, it was like a, a placental abruption or something. So in the uterus, I guess the placenta had come off in such a way where a blood clot had formed behind it and um, kind of separated it so the baby wasn't getting oxygen. And then that eventually ended up causing premature labor. And since his lungs hadn't developed far enough, they couldn't even get him on like tubes or anything. So so it was something that we weren't expecting. Um, We ended up finding what the cause of it was, which was uh, low uh, um, hormone, like low progesterone. Um, Apparently it's like a pregnancy hormone or something like that. And that was the cause, you know, but it wasn't until years after that we or, you know, about two, a year and a half, two years that we found out that that was the problem. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. So going forward from that moment, where did life take you? So be- from, that, uh, from that moment, we got met with a lot more disappointment. Okay. Um, you know, my wife and I, uh, I'm not sure if she'll feel comfortable with me telling this, but it's part of the story. So, um, better to ask for forgiveness. I'm sorry, Steph. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeff is Jacob's just been on my podcast and he's saying the divorce paper straight afterwards. <laughs> Not a good sign. <laughs> he's left bridge. Please forgive him. <laughs> um, but after that happened, we, uh, we experienced about seven miscarriages um, wow. after trying again. So it was just like, get our hopes up and then have it taken away, get our hopes up, have it taken away. We eventually went and saw a fertility specialist who told us that we wouldn't be able to have kids unless we had this expensive treatment. Okay. You know, and we never accepted that. Like we're, we're very kind of stubborn. We said, you know what, it's either going to happen naturally or it's just not going to happen at all. And, you know, a few months after that, we found out that um, my wife was pregnant again And now we have a beautiful two and a half year old daughter running around, you know, nothing wrong. Everything's, everything's good. She's super smart. Um, But I mean, I'm biased because I'm the dad. So (laughs) that's brilliant. Great news. Yeah. It's just the one child you've got now. Yeah. Uh, so the challenges that I have now, just the one child you've got now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just the one. And, and, you know what? After having one, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's good. Exciting. That's good news at the end of a obviously a tough run to try and have kids and being yeah. having that miracle coming to you, which is a blessing, you know, and being able to a perfectly healthy child now seeing grow up and uh, going forward. Yeah. So tell well, you've now got your child. What are you doing now? What's the plan, or what's the what is the now from? After having your child, the process, you mean you've been processing your life, you, you have your first baby, it's a miracle, you're like, well, hey, you're overjoyed, this is great. <laughs> you know, uh, after, yeah, it went through a long storm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but now, so what are you doing now? What was the sort of what are you the planning? And after having your child, you must, you've got some story, you're, you're always trying to keep the positive edge. So tell us going forward. So after that, I, made the decision that I have to, I have to be in business for myself. You know, I have to, I have to figure out a way that I can change the world for the better so that she can grow up in a world that's not like mine. You know, I don't want her to experience everything I went through. I don't want her to experience the bullying. I don't want her to experience, you know, not having a job, you know, worrying, where's the rent going to come from? How are we going to afford food? You know, all these different things. I wanted to figure out a way that I could reach people, that I could help people, that I could, you know, change my life enough that I could make her life something great. So that's why I decided I'm, I'm, I, you know, I made the decision, I'm going to be a motivational speaker and I'm going to be an author and I'm going to help people around the world. So that's what I do now. You know, I, you know, ever, ever since COVID hit, I'm more restrained to home. 
um, <laughs> which is great because I get to spend all this extra time with, uh, with my daughter and my wife too, cause she works from home. So I get to spend all this, this time with her and, you know, we're not risking putting her in daycare or, you know, risking sending her somewhere because we don't know what's going to happen with it. And the last thing we want is for her to get infected. Um, not that I'm, you know, per se afraid of the virus. I just, you know, it's common sense. I just don't want her to be exposed to something that could potentially be dangerous to her. So, you know, I'm, I'm starting my own podcast. I'm kind of getting out there, learning this new way of getting out onto the internet and helping people. I know that makes me sound like really like ancient, like I don't know how the computer works. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this is going to dust it off from the closet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Like, um, but it's, it's, it's a new kind of space that I'm learning, like doing zoom calls, doing all this kind of stuff. It's something I never really did in the past. So it's, it's a new learning curve. Um, and I'm, I'm so excited to be doing it because it's brought me opportunities like this, like being on this show, you know, I never would have even thought to do something like this before, but this has kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone and got me into that space where I can literally reach people around the world and share my story with them and figure out a way that I can help them, whether it be through coaching or through my books or through some of my courses that I've made, whatever it takes, you know, I just want to see people live life to the fullest and live their life happily and live it without fear and without, um, you know, without that kind of being held back. You know, I just want to see people be as happy as I am right now. And just, you know, whether you have like millions of dollars or you have hardly anything, I just want to be able to help you become happy. That's what what it's all about, just helping people, encouraging people, pushing people forward. Um, Hello, have you actually started your podcast? Um, So I'm just in the pre-recording phases right now. I'm just kind of getting, it was kind of like a decision that I made last week. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start a podcast and I'll just start interviewing people. So I don't really know how to even run a podcast, but I'll figure it out on the way. Happy to help if uh, behind the scenes, if you (laughs) podcasting for poker listening and want to learn podcasting. Uh, good microphone. You've got a good microphone. You're good sound, which is good. Audio is important on podcasts because if you're yeah. kind of sounding like a, a like a bad phone reception, people are just going to switch yeah. off. But you don't want that. Uh, always, I think I find for me personally, which you might find for yourself, I find just it's like a character developing a character mm. for yourself. But listening to podcasts or people you might listen to, and how they broadcast and develop your own little character which will be unique to you because when you're doing a show, you develop a character. You're just, it's mm-hmm. like acting in a sense, but you're performing your podcast, you're interviewing, you're talking. And when you switch off, you're just my normal general you, you know? So it's, it's good to have a little character. It's just, it's good. I originally was a partnership of, it was called Hatchick and Ramsey Unleashed and it was uh, more politics and kind of un, just on PC stuff and things that was going on and blah, blah, blah in the news but I re, time to rebrand and we, mm. um, I because I was mainly interviewing anyway, and I wanted to change. Okay, what can I call it? I'll keep it Ramsey Unleashed. I'll be going beyond borders in the day like yourself. You want to interview people all over the world and reach out to people and connect. And podcasting takes you that way, um, and that's the exciting part about mm. it. Just having, a, I mean, obviously we're now everyone's pretty much stuck at home, slowly getting <laughs> better uh, here. We're out and about, but. I can't do so. Still can't do certain things which I want to do, which I'll just have to wait until that comes. And hopefully, yeah, it's uh, like, yeah, I guess it gave it for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to the gym, but I can't. I want to do bowling. I want to do cinema. I want to do this, but I can't. And it's yeah. it's like it's like ah. But anyway, that's uh, the joys of our current twenty twenty, which is for most mm-hmm. people was a bit of a whitewash. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway. But yeah, podcasting is a great way of just, people do a lot of video podcasting, but for those who are, if you are doing video podcasting, I like to, tips, always describe, if you're doing a video podcast, if you're showing something, describe it as if you can't see it, because there might be somebody who's partially sighted or has who's blind, but likes your content, but at least if you're describing the item, they get a picture in their head, a picture in their head, uh, of what you're talking about and they understand what you're talking about it 
Because a lot of people will come on camera and say, hey, look at this, and go, well, hang on a minute, I can't actually see it. So <laughs> it's always good to be descriptive as best you can in your shows uh, because it means it, this, it gives somebody who might have a disability or have something, at least they'll under, be able to get what you're describing and enjoy your content more, which is a wee tip for you. Um, yeah. But developing a character and just, uh, yeah, becoming the zone, just getting into that zone when you're podcasting and just doing it and having having fun, but also just listening to the person, the guest. Being mm-hmm. that's why I do. I like to be it's about you. And people like you don't really ask me any questions, but I, I do think and I'm listening, but it's not about me. It's about the person who I want the people, yeah. you guys, to hear the, the guest. And that's mm-hmm. what it's about. But uh, but just as I say, I can recommend my friend Eileen Smith from Philadelphia. She's got a great YouTube channel. Now, she ta- she literally gets up at the crack of dawn when most people are still sleeping. She does a couple of recording and podcasts. She will does videos on something she's testing. She tests lots of live streaming platforms, lots of stuff. And you go to I-L-E-A-N-E.com. It's on Eileen Smith. It's on YouTube. I recommend it. Um, you can see videos of stuff she's doing. Great for hints and tips. Podcasting, um, as I say, good audio. You've got good audio, which is brilliant, and that, that type of thing going forward. So there's, but it's just record and start and... Just go for it, you know, get a guest on or and just interview them. And if you're looking, I can actually connect you with somebody. Um, my friend Altie Spelzer, who does the Speak Easy podcast, she's a coach, a coach uh, inspirational coach. Um, yeah. Well, she does, and she set up the World Voice League on Facebook. And uh, she's uh, does, she does a Speak Easy podcast and things like that. So nice. she's an author as well. Nice. But let's get back, let's talk about your books. Have you actually published a book yet? Yes, I have. So I have a book. It's called Make Today Matter, A Guide to Living Your Life to the Fullest. It's available on Amazon, and I think it's on Google Play. Um, And if you're in Hamilton, if you're willing to go out and brave the stores, um, you know, it's in, uh, I believe it's still in every chapters, um, Indigo and chapters in the Hamilton area, and maybe even Burlington, if you're listening from there. But uh, it is available online on Amazon. Um, and yeah, so basically the book is made to be like a guidebook. Like it's a pretty short book. It's only about 110 pages. Um, but they're broken down into little mini segments. So I designed the book with everything that I've learned in personal development up to the point that I published it that had literally helped me through some of the toughest points. Um, so I talk about, you know, how to create your goals, how to create a vision board, how to take action for your goals, what to do if you're feeling stuck. I talk about all that stuff in the book. So it's something that you can kind of carry around um, on your e-reader or you can carry around in your in your purse if you're a woman um, or a man. I mean, I'm not here to judge. Um, <laughs> Got to keep it neutral these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so however you identify, you can carry it around in your purse or your pocket, whatever you want. Um, and it's just something that if you're having a bad day, you can flip to whatever portion that you might need help with. You know, if you're someone who needs help with, you know, maybe you're feeling a little bit depressed. There's a little section in the book that's dedicated to that. Um, it's, it's not like a full scope that's going to, you know, completely change your life, but it's a good starting point. Um, you know, books that I make in the future are going to be more specific to certain things, but this one I just wanted to make as a general, Kind of, this is what helped me. This is what I actually used in my life, and that worked for me. So I think it can work for you. That's brilliant. So working there. So obviously, Amazon people will have the link to that, where people in the show notes, yeah, people can buy that. Uh, and if you want to, as they connect with uh, Jacob as well. So anything else you want to talk about? I mean, you've, your book. Anything else you not may, may, might not have spoken about? You want to elaborate on? Yeah. So one thing that I really love doing um, is making video. I love to, you know, connect with my audience and I love to have them actually put a face to the voice, you know, like, so I've just started rebranding my YouTube channel. So you can find it. It's just Jacob Lethbridge, um, pretty plain and simple, uh, just my name. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to be posting right now. I post two times a week. I post every Monday I post a rise and grind video. It's a video that's just to kind of get you pumped up for the week ahead. You know, I film it at usually 5 a.m. in the morning. I'm out the door. 
um, avoiding the skunks because it's skunk season right now. So if I kind of jump around in the video, that's why. Um, but it's more of a candid video. Um, and then every Wednesday, I submit like an actual per, like professional, I'm doing air quotes right now, professional video um, oh. that I film in my studio here. Um, oh. And they're usually about 10 minutes long. You know, the, my most recent one was how to turn your pain into your purpose. Um, okay. So that's a, a that's kind of something I just want to kind of pitch out there. I also have four online courses on Udemy and I'll make sure that uh, Fraser gets the the links to those courses, uh, just for you guys, I'll send out, I'll send Fraser links with coupon codes for them. So you guys can get it at a good discount. Um, I honestly, I just want to help you guys out. So I'll give you the best discount that I can give you for the courses. How about we do something a little bit better for you? Uh, Obviously we can, we're launching Doublement Radio as it, but well, as I see, Doublement Radio will be, as when you're listening to this interview, (laughs) (laughs) if, Pre, uh, well, what we'll do is for Dublin Radio, we'll um, work on something we can do for uh, down the line. We can offer a wee mini promotion for, yeah. Uh, we can maybe just even get some sales for a couple of weeks or something. Yeah, for that out on the radio, and we'll publicise it in a wee flyer somewhere, uh, just to say uh, people if if whatever we can do something, or if you can if you want, um, it works. We'll talk offline and we can have a chat yeah, 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 yeah. for you regarding your book to help promote it or something and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and maybe you can um yeah just to help and you can spot like mini sponsor of a show or something to help you get some sales or whatever yeah that'd so be wicked or work on something so um but yeah but that's what we'll do just to get you promote your book and what you do and uh, yeah. kind of thing so that's what we'll do um but yeah so one thing i recommend as i say you've been to england before one thing you might want to do since you like to speak to people is maybe the Edinburgh, I recommend the Edinburgh Book Festival in the when it's well, obviously we'd been happening now, but it's like an, an online version this year. But Edinburgh Book Festival is very good, it's where the authors come and talk about their books and speak. And awesome. So, Edinburgh yeah, is a great place to be. But it's all happens at the Edinburgh Festival time in August. So, if you think you can be in Edinburgh for August next year, we have the festival and you could with your family and do. Yeah the book festival as well and speak and blah, blah, blah. It might be an option for you. You never know. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be, but, uh, usually the book festival goes on from, it starts the week, second, the week after the festival has just started and it finishes just a couple of days afterwards. But it's, you've got to be the best part of two, two and a bit weeks of the actual book festival, but the festival's three weeks. Um, oh, wow. But basically the whole month of August is pretty much just festival's time when it starts uh, in Edinburgh. So, but you'd have lots of fun. Um, if you spend a month in Edinburgh doing your boot stuff, it may be another three weeks. It might be worth it. So for yeah. experience purposes, basically. But uh, but yeah. Well, if there's anything else you want to say, anything to wrap up? Um, just thank you so much for having me. Um, if anyone wants to contact me, you can find me at jacoblethbridge.com. Um, I'm just in the process of rebranding my website as well. So it's going to be coming out in the next week or so, probably in maybe even by September. We're getting some brand new content out there, some brand new like coaching models, some amazing stuff that's going to be affordable for everyone. Um, okay. It's really a, a, a website that's going to be designed with you in mind, with how we can take your results to the next level. I mean, you know, my wife is helping me design it. It's is and from what I've seen, it's phenomenal. I mean, I'm not a tech guy; I'm just a talker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you, get, you get the guys that can just do websites blind almost they've yeah. got a long end that just go type it type it and you go what the heck and you look at it you're just like huh <laughs> so yeah. kind of thing but yeah you've either got it you don't but basically that's what happens yeah. and I, yeah. I certainly don't but uh, yeah you can definitely find me at jacoblethbridge.com right now uh, you can find me on pretty well all social platforms it's just at jacoblethbridge okay. um, I lucked out that way so <laughs> No, if we can, as I say, uh, just say we'll have your links in the show notes to the podcast. This will awesome. be coming out on Doublement Radio. Um, so this will uh, go out on a Friday evening. We are we are doing uh, we are Friday night. Cool. I have to forget that I'm pre-recording my interview here, and people are listening to this. Yes, I'm thinking I have to forget, <laughs> but uh, it's going to go out on a Friday. The Ramsey and these Queen of Borders podcast on Doublement Radio. Um, but um, yes. But I want to say thanks to Jacob and thank you mm-hmm. for just that great. It's, it's hopefully 
people will feel inspired, if, as I say, from your bullying to how you change your life, the turnaround, and uh, obviously, the, especially with people who experience lot, child loss and miscarriage, they uh, can reaching out to you as well, because uh, that can be a, a way of supporting, encouraging people down the line for somebody who's experienced that. Just listening to yourself, your wife's experience of going through that and the trauma and ups and downs, and finally having an amazing miracle at the moment that you've um, you've got now your daughter, so uh, which is great. So. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming yes, on the podcast. Uh, I hope I did you justice <laughs> interviewing yeah. you as you're experiencing podcasting as well. You're experiencing the world, but uh, it's been great. And if we can help or we'll chat down the line, we can I mean, think about doing some of your book to help help you out in some way or offer. You can maybe we can get people to win a, a session with you or something, or yeah. that could be an option just to give you a wee mini advert. You can promote and we could do something like that. Yeah, yeah. That way of uh. Yeah, a coaching session, or you can we can put a package mm-hmm. together and we can see what we yeah. can work for you. Okay, sounds good. So that's cool. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming on the show, and thank you yeah. uh, for the time. And to everyone out there who's listening to us, um, thank you for supporting. And please support Dublin Radio, support myself, support the people on the show, uh, on the station, and uh, let's, uh, as I say, let's inspire people, help people, encourage. Um, do this let's say build each other up it is tough times it's not easy uh but let's do our best it's not we're going to have downs you're going to have those days when you just want to hit yourself hit your head against a brick wall you've been a rocket hard place you know where to go but there is there is the option to move forward and i go through my i go through days like that we all go through two days you just don't have to turn but you will get through the storm and we all here to help and encourage each other the best we can okay but thank you any final just say a final thought you're welcome to do that awesome thank you so much for having me if i could just give one message to anyone who's listening is remember that you have the power to change your life everything you do everything you say everything you think you have that power to change your life so don't let a temporary seemingly temporary defeat stop you from achieving your goals It's like Les Brown said, if you can land on your back, if you can look up, you can get up. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everyone. Thank you very much. Till next time, we'll speak to you soon.